0: I think anybody who has attended Jackson High is very proud of it. They're Vikings at heart. Jackson High is a beautiful structure, but it's more than the building. How can you not walk around there and not feel the history just kind of oozing out through all the classrooms and the library? It has impacted people in a very positive way. Uh, We've had some great people go on from Jackson High School and make an impact in the world. We've had astronauts, we've had scientists, we've had NFL football players. It's been a great start. I think this community should be proud of this high school. Well, the start of Jackson Public Schools actually goes back to the start of the last century, the early 1900s. There were two systems in the city. There was district number one, which was the west side of town, and then you had district number 17, and that was the east side of town. Now, each of those districts had eight schools, and they decided to combine them. Now, back then, it wasn't called Jackson Public Schools. When they combined it, they called it the Union School District. They were uniting the east and the west side. When Edward Marsh arrived, this man was a visionary. He changed our whole history. In fact, he changed school systems throughout the whole state of Michigan. He had established himself really well, um, was well-respected, entirely focused on his job, that was his whole life, was the school system in Jackson. He came in with a lot of visions, and probably the one that changed the most was he believed in an intermediate school, which is what we'd have a junior high. There was a couple schools like that in the country, but Edward Marsh brought intermediate junior highs to Jackson. There was no other place in Michigan that had these. That was a new idea. And part of that had to do with the fact that all these kids were dropping out at eighth grade. Half of the students that attended Jackson schools didn't go on to high school. And he wanted a transitional school that could get these kids to stay and go up to high school. So that whole intermediate junior high system was something that he brought to the whole education system. The changes that came from the state legislature were in 1911 required that every student get 15 minutes of recreational time, what we would call like phys ed. So to accommodate that, most of the time the students would stand up by the side of their desk, do like 15 minutes of calisthenics, and that would meet the state requirement. Well, when Marsh comes in, he realizes, hey, we've got to have some facilities to meet that. So, he brings in the idea, let's build gymnasiums, let's have playgrounds, and believe it or not, when playgrounds were first introduced to the city, they opposed them. The neighborhood people would sign petitions. They would take it before the school board saying, oh man, this is too loud for our neighborhoods. But he knew that kids needed exercise. The other thing that he believed in, there are a lot of health regulations. He brought in nurses, Um, each one of these kids went through basically like a physical. He also believed in what we would call an open air environment for kids who were fragile and very frail, um, he still had tuberculosis. And that's where he built the Cora Allen School, which is still over there by Allegiance Health. That was the open air school. He taught braille to the blind. He had special accommodations for the deaf. Um, He even did night school for the adults. He brought all those concepts into building new structures and schools. Jackson went through a huge growth in population and these schools were crowded. They were actually being criticized outside of this area about their schools are overwhelmed. Some of the schools, like at the turn of that last century, like the Francis Street School, they were so full of students, they were doing half-day sessions. When Marsh came in, he knew he was gonna have to build and he was gonna have to do bigger and better. The first site they thought about was across from the West Intermediate. There was some property across the street and they were looking at that. Now they put that up for a vote and it it got shot down really fast. The city businessmen came back again and said, oh no, we want that high school downtown across from West Intermediate. Got shot down a second time. Well, on the third time, things changed substantially. The mayor at that time was Captain Sparks. He came and said, listen, I know somebody who's willing to donate some land. And that was the Withington family. The Withingtons had a beautiful mansion on Wildwood Avenue. And Phil Withington said, listen, I'll donate this huge track of land if you'd like to have that. And I'll also sell you some of our other real estate. They came up with a couple alternate sites and this was another referendum, and there were three proposed sites. One was the Washington-Cortland area, the other one was Wesley and Franklin, and the third one was the Withington property on Wildwood, and that went through Leonard Field, Jr., which was an architect. He did some of the schools. Um, He did the West Intermediate. He designed that. He worked with these architects that were from Chicago, they were Childs and Smith, and he also worked with Superintendent Marsh, and they decided with all these trees, it just lent itself to a gothic architecture. Leonard Field, Jr. and uh, Superintendent Marsh worked for hours and months and weeks. I mean, Marsh was known to stay up all night long. And he would go over every fine detail. He made sure the door swung in the right way. He made sure the designs over the fireplace were just so. So he went down to the finest details on what he wanted for the school. Jackson High is going to be celebrating its 90th birthday. November 8th, 1927 is when it opened. Once Marsh got the new Jackson High built on Wildwood Avenue, he had another dream and he decided he wanted to start a junior college. So in his later years as superintendent, he started Jackson Junior College. It was his last gift, I guess, to this community. Fascinating career. I mean, he just contributed so much to education in this county.
1: Hi, I'm Phil Tripp from Tripp's Auto Shop and Collision Center. Did you know that your insurance company cannot tell you where to get your vehicle repaired? Did you know even if you're not getting your vehicle repaired and you're cashing out with the insurance company, Tripp's Auto Shop can help. Let us write you an accurate estimate so you can get the most money possible from your insurance company. Did you know at Tripp's Auto Shop and Collision Center, we'll cover up to $500 of your insurance deductible or a rental car. Tripp's Auto Shop, the right repair is no accident.
2: Everyone has a story about the chain store that sold them ink for their printer at a super high price and it didn't seem to last very long at all. You chuckle and tell yourself you won't make that mistake. You go to Printer Source Plus, where the majority of our cartridges are made right on site, so we control the quality. If they're not filled and working to your satisfaction, you get replacement ink for free. When everyone else is telling their horror stories, you tell them they should have gone to Printer Source Plus. Printer Source Plus, your safe bet when you think about ink.
3: Visit Spring Arbor Lumber for your pole barn package. Let us give you a free estimate. Residential, commercial, agricultural, industrial. We do all types of pole the barns. When you want to remember your loved one, call Jackson Crematory Services of Jackson, Michigan. With a wide selection of custom monuments and markers and a large variety of urns, let our family help yours with compassionate assistance. Call
4: 517-499-0008. I knew why it would give us a chance to help so many more people and bring families and the community together.
5: That's the same building that I was working out in when I was a kid and I'm 60
1: years old
6: the values that they promote here are so good for our kids keeping them off the street keeping them busy doing things that are uh, that are healthy uh, that that will build strong character in them Uh, this is the place where those things
4: happen jackson district library has been serving the community for over 150 years check out books magazines movies and more at our 13 locations in jackson county Visit our virtual branch to download and stream ebooks, audiobooks, comic books, music, magazines, and movies. Get online help with genealogy, homework, career practice tests, and more. Inspiring our community to discover, learn, and succeed at Jackson District Library.
7: Ready to start college now before you finish high school? Check out the Jack 3 Early Middle College Program. This unique program is a -a one-of-a-kind opportunity where you can earn a high school diploma, a college associate's degree, and job training, all at no cost to students or their families. We'll match up students and employers with your Career Center training plan, while attending classes tuition-free at a local college through dual enrollment. And when you graduate, you'll already have established business relationships and career opportunities. Check out our website for more information. The 17-18 season at the Potter Center is more exciting than ever. Individual and season tickets are now on sale. Country music singer Easton Corbin, Late Night Catechism Las Vegas, Sister Rolls the Dice, Cirque Ziva performed by the Golden Dragon Acrobats, legendary rock band Jefferson Starship, a fun family event stunt dog experience, and superstar Amy Grant. For tickets or more information, call the Potter Center box office or go to jccmi.edu slash Potter Center.
3: Enjoy summer with a Trex Deck from Spring Arbor Lumber. Trex Decking has natural wood beauty but won't rot or splinter. Spring Arbor Lumber, your Trex Decking Headquarters. The future
0: is here. South Central Michigan virtual, where learning is no longer defined by place. SCMV provides unparalleled individual service. We have certified teachers and mentors who connect with you in person or online. There are very real people behind the scenes who will help you reach your educational goals. Tuition is free and kindergarten through 12th grade is enrolling now. Give us a call for more information or to schedule a visit at one of our learning centers today.
8: Back in the days when we began school, there was two times that you could go when you were five, and so that made two graduating classes per year, one in June and one in January. And ours was January of 1945, and there were only two more midterm classes after that. We had
5: a great education and a great time, And at 17, you had no fears, nothing was ever gonna happen to you. You were dumber in hell is what it was, but... uh,
8: Young and dumb. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. yes. Well, we all had a homeroom, and that's what we came to the first thing in the morning. Whether we walked, rode our bikes, or came on a... There was a city bus that we could take, and I think the bus was a nickel.
5: Well, there was a lot of discipline in those days in school. The teachers were very stern, I uh, always remember geometry, Harlan Hatch. You remember
8: Harlan, Jeannie? Oh boy, he was a big guy with a booming voice. And, and when he, he spoke, you listened.
5: He would holler at me, <laughs> Wagner, get to the board, your mind's in lethargy. <laughs> and they got away with that. And not, I don't mean getting away with it accidentally, that was the way things were done. And I think we
8: learned easily
5: that way, too.
8: It seemed like every teacher we had gave us some kind of inspiration that was just uh it was just something special about all of them. It was the uh place where we where we went to do just about everything and then of course, we had all the sports events that go to the games and the dances The dances were always very important too and you know this was during the war years we came to high school in uh january of 1943. so there was a lot of things going on for us to do to collect things for soldiers to do things in in the war effort by by uh saving stamps and well you remember all that stuff
5: yeah i sold them i had a paper route Our band made many trips to Battle Creek, to Fort Custer, which was a big, big army base in those days. And in one of several of our trips, uh, our music was played right across the street from one of the prisoner of war camps that were the German prisoners were brought over here. And in my later years, when I was traveling with Aeroquip Corporation, and I was traveling overseas frequently, one of my very best friends at Lufthansa Airlines in Hamburg, Germany, had been a prisoner of war at Battle Creek. We laughed about it, that he was behind the barbed wire fence and I was playing to entertain them. So it's a, it's a small world. The vast majority of, the, of all of the male classmates went in the service right after we graduated, well, we were either drafted or we enlisted.
8: There is a showcase in the lobby of Jackson High School of uh, all of our students that were killed in the war. It's the War Memorial, and it's a beautiful display. And we always cherished that because we knew these kids, and that wasn't just a name on a piece of paper or a picture in the paper, we knew them when they were with us here at Jackson High.
5: I had a Latin class uh, on the third floor, uh, which was a beautiful room, had a, like a balcony in it. I never learned much Latin except, he kai kouk, you huyus huyus, horum harum horum, <laughs> that's my Latin. But, the second year I was, had Latin, there was a, young lady walked in in the freshman class and I thought, wow, what a beauty. And fortunately, after the war, I ended up marrying her.
8: Jackson High was always special to me because it gave me the skills and everything I needed for a whole life. And here I am, 90 years old, and I'm still going strong, but nobody will hire me because I'm too old. The fifth generation of my family is here. I have two great-grandchildren that are Jackson High students, so this has always been a special place for our family forever.
7: At Jackson Public Schools, we are proud of our community and it's at the heart of everything we do. These proud Jackson Public School alumni are shining examples that there is no greater strength than that of a community that works together to achieve success for our youth. We partner with students, families, educators, and community to create a culture of academic excellence and workforce readiness. JPS graduates are among the most prepared and ready to be the next leaders of Jackson. Jackson Public Schools, where community comes together.
4: The mission of the Ella Sharp Museum is to provide opportunities for everyone to explore, engage in, and enjoy history and the arts. Located in Ella Sharp Park, the museum's six galleries, historic farm lane, and collection of outdoor sculptures are open to the public year-round, five days a week. Visitors can view exhibits in the galleries or take a guided tour of the Merriman Sharp Farmhouse. To learn more, visit ellisharp.org or call 517-787-2320. When Jackson Community Food Pantry buys food, we buy it from the food bank of South Central Michigan. So the money that we're receiving from our donors is going a lot farther.
6: Last year in 2014, we actually served 39,000 people in 11,400 hosts. That's a lot of people, a lot of households.
4: There's many ways that people can donate to the food pantry. You can just walk in and drop off a check if you'd like to. You can mail in a check, or you can go to our website, click on the link and become a donor that way. You can do an online donation, and you could do it as a one-time donation, or even better, you can do a continuing donation where you pick an amount and donate that once a month.
3: Visit Spring Arbor Lumber for your pole barn package let us give you a free estimate. Residential, commercial, agricultural, industrial. We do all types of pole the barns. The way to do your homework.
2: Spring Arbor Lumber. Laura McGowan explains the science behind how our Infinity 96 furnace by carrier saves up to 33% on heating costs. Well, it
8: starts here and goes through this
3: and then this thing.
2: Okay, perhaps she can't explain what makes her carrier furnace so energy efficient. Why should she? That's our job, carrier.
7: Lammers Heating and Air Conditioning, proudly serving the Jackson community since 1965. Virginia Coney Island has been serving world famous food in a family atmosphere since 1914. Our Coney dogs are a Jackson tradition, the recipe handed down through generations and straight to you. We also serve our delicious breakfast all day long, and we take pride in our fresh-made soups, different every day. Takeout is available, including our special yellow bag lunch, and tax is included in the price you pay. Experience it for yourself at Virginia Coney Island on East Michigan Ave.
3: Enjoy summer with a truck stack from Spring Arbor Lumber. Truck stacking has natural wood beauty, but won't rot or splinter. Spring Arbor Lumber, your truck stacking headquarters.
1: Hi, I'm Phil Tripp from Tripp's Auto Shop and Collision Center. After having an accident, the last thing you need is to fight with your insurance company about taking your car to a body shop that gives them a kickback. At Tripp's Auto Shop, we know you're the boss, not the insurance company. We deal with insurance companies, but we work for you. At Tripp's Auto Shop, we'll cover up to $500 of your insurance deductible or a rental car. Tripp's Auto Shop, the right repair is no accident.
6: I grew up in this town. This is my town. I love Jackson High School. This is where I graduated from. I spent three years here in, in the 40s, taught in Grand Rapids for eight years, and Earl Holman, the principal at that time at Jackson High, called me one day, and they got me out of class. This was in the spring. He said, Bob, I want you to come down here. I want to interview you. I taught five classes, and it varied. Uh, I was in the math department and uh, I taught it at all levels. I enjoyed my classes, you know, and and I think as a teacher, that class is what you want to make it. You know, and I used to say to others, you know, you think back, when, when you were of that age, did you ever screw up? You know, did you ever make some mistakes? When you teach, teach at the level that they can understand. I mean, for you to go through it and then say, I told you how to do that that's not good I mean I have to take you as a student where you are hopefully and, and, and try to make it better for you All of those kids are important you know and, and and don't don't turn your back on the kid who's really struggling I mean spend some time with him I never for a second regret going into education because I and this was my school this was my school in
9: 1985. I was appointed the principal of Jackson High School. It was the best employment that I ever had the opportunity to have. It was really my leadership responsibility to provide direction for the administrative staff that we had and especially with the teachers so they could feel what they wanted and needed to provide educational opportunities for the students. It was my job to try to make sure that they had that and they could be successful with it. Certainly the highlight of the day was always the students and uh, they kept me young. One of the things that I take pride in is I spent most of my time with students. I was in the hall most of the day, and that was for two reasons. Actually, one was to have students see that the principal was here and wanted to be around them, and so I was very visible, and I was very outgoing. There were a lot of young people to get to know, and so I did. I spent a lot of time in the classrooms, and I was spent time at our athletic events. And with that, I also observed teachers and what they were doing and how we could improve that to be more effective with the learning of our students. The students themselves really took care of what was happening in the school because they took a lot of pride in being Vikings. When I was here in the eighties, the school was really kind of coming apart. For example, the lockers in the hallways on all the floors were in real bad shape. Most all the classrooms needed to be remodeled with new furniture and some of the newest techniques. We needed to have a lot of technology. Uh, we just weren't up to the day when the computer was what it is in business today. We had parents come in and help because we wanted to take more pride. And so we actually painted a lot of the, the building. We did, when Dan Evans was superintendent, um, get a overhaul and remodel and it is held up pretty well. It's difficult to be all things to all people, and yet the schools really was given that kind of a commitment from the community to make sure that we did provide opportunities for all. And it's a multicultural program that we provided, and I think the school district still does today. The opportunity to become acquainted and involved with a multicultural makeup of people is actually cement that brings us together and keeps us focused on everybody's needs.
2: We changed our tagline a couple years ago to be where community comes together because we really want to be that central place in our community, but there are three guiding principles that, that apply to every student within Jackson Public Schools. Uh, we want to be lifelong learners, we want to expect academic excellence in every classroom, and then we want to prepare for the workforce of tomorrow. It used to be very traditional, you could come to school, you would you would go through the program and you would walk off the stage uh, with your diploma. and and go off into whatever you were going to be. Uh, Jackson Public Schools doesn't look like that anymore. You can now graduate virtually. We have a virtual program. We've got three high school-based programs currently. Uh, We're getting ready to launch an early college program where students will be able to to earn up to an associate's degree. And so we're starting to think you know, into K-12, beyond that into K-14 and even K-16 partners.
8: We're in a position and in a role that we need to give 100% to our kids every day. I always think of it in the, in the framework of who else gets to influence tomorrow's leadership? Who else gets to inspire kids to want to be lifelong learners, to dream big and to pursue those dreams? We're in a luxury position. It would be my hope that Jackson High School is a mainstay in this community, is setting the mark versus following a mark and that our young people continue to leave here feeling very much ready for that next uh, phase of their life's journey
2: what a lot of people don't know is is i grew up here in town um and that they do know but but I, we didn't come from money there's was, there wasn't a, a huge affluence and so um in fact we we lived in a trailer park over off south street and so public education was drilled into me early on that that all of what I could want to accomplish would be provided as long as I did well in school and I had tremendous advocates who kind of continued to push me uh, to to do my best and my ability to come back home to be able to come back to Jackson Public Schools and share that 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 feeling of Jackson Public Schools can provide you with the vehicle the, the keys to open whatever door you want to open much as it did for me. My education here at Jackson Public Schools was the foundation that allowed me to to achieve every dream I've ever wanted. And I want that for all of our families as well.